0: Welcome to the FSF and Tapestry podcast. I'm Jules and today I'm with Ben and we're joined by Omar Green who is um, a teacher, PE lead and professional sports coach. Hi Omar, it's really lovely to have you with us today. Thank you for joining
1: us. Hi Jules, hi Ben, thank you for having me on the, we're excited to be here today.
0: So can we begin by asking you to tell us a bit about yourself and your journey in education?
1: yeah so um, always well, education started when I was a child, always been into into sports um, and um, sort of learning and things like that. So went off to university um, and then during my master's degree, um, which was sort of one day a week, I started doing um, extracurricular activities in a school and then working in a school. Um, and then from there, that led into me working as an unqualified PE teacher in, a, in an academy. And then um, after a couple of years there, I decided to, I wanted to become a fully-fledged teacher. So obviously I was covering in the school and I felt that was the next sort of step from there. So I became a, te- a teacher. So I ended up being in the classroom um, and sort of being a PE lead as well. So juggling both acts, which was giving me a different perspective, um, particularly on the PE, PDC as well, given me no perspective of child development. And then most recently now, in my most recent role, I'm a director of sport at a, um, a private school. So sort of worked in the state sector and now I'm into the private school sector. Um, so back out the classroom, but um, still cover lessons where possible. Um, but yeah, my main role is as director of sport now um, at a prep school. Yeah, it's a fascinating
2: journey isn't it it's yeah, um it's always interesting to hear how people get into sport uh into teaching yeah. it's like um and it's great that you were able to follow passion into it really i
1: think that's uh really good um, no yeah too. definitely i think yeah Sorry, teaching is one of those things where if you're passionate about it um you see i find a lot of teachers they're passionate about it and that really then echoes into the their work with the children definitely yeah yeah,
2: I was just going to. I mean, sticking with the PE, how how can PE positively impact children's health and well being?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously in terms of the physical aspects, um, making sure they are getting their daily activity timing, um, which mm-hmm. which helps them to make sure they're um, living a healthy weight. Um, and I think if firstly healthy weight is important, I think we don't want to sort of um, say anyone say fat or too skinny or what have you it's about being healthy mm-hmm. um and every child every person has a different healthy weight that's good for them and so i think that's important and in terms of the well-being um definitely for some children peas uh, is another outlet and it can be a positive for them to move their bodies and um, have opportunity to shine where um, maybe the classroom doesn't allow them to to shine and also it is an opportunity where some children, particularly in the early years, where um, play is important. I think for some children, who are grown, for even adults, just sort of being active and sort of playing does have a positive impact on your on your wellbeing. So, um, yeah, definitely can have a positive impact.
2: Definitely. I, I remember one of my favourite things when I was in early years was literally opening the door, going outside with the children, going up the climbing frame have it like setting up obstacle course and things yeah. like that. and it's just you just see a different side of the children sometimes than when they're in the classroom
1: no yeah definitely and they're having outside playing with them and i think they think when you go back into the classroom as well i feel you build, build up that relationship with them mm. from being outside and they see you sometimes in a new light as well mm. um where you're not maybe so in the comments formal per se um yeah. so um yeah definitely it's it's of well, i think for everybody it sort of brings out um a good well-being even we did like a i did a in training for teachers um for the sports day and showing them different activities and it's good to see some of the teachers in a different <laughs> different element as well
2: a bit of competitiveness as well yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's it, you you saw the ones who were competitive and wanted to get that win. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think for me when I think about sort of being physical as well is for children and for adults related to well-being is that it fits um exactly what you said about it's individual so you you know PE physical physical activity can be done on on your own or it can be like I'm thinking about you know running or something or it can be done in a group if you prefer that and obviously we know that being social is really good for well-being but sometimes you want to have that headspace and be and there's so much that you can do that actually meets both of those both being social and being having time to yourself and there's there's that kind of mental health well-being isn't there within all of that as well it's very versatile way yeah. yeah
1: being well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you've got children who prefer to be able to do individual activities, but then the the team camaraderie, say, of being in a team element as well is, is, is massive in terms of that sort of mental health and wellbeing. And I think yeah, having the opportunity to, whether it is, like you said, going for a run to sort of reset yourself or yoga or being involved with people, get the opportunity to talk as well. Um, it's very helpful and also no. i think so i, I was Sorry, just going to say ahead. think
2: about that i um, just thinking about some of the children i've worked with as well is you see children who are possibly quieter in the classroom become leaders when they're involved in a team sport and i think that's always been a really interesting angle to look at because you, as i said before you see a different side of some children
1: and they step up so no Sorry. yeah definitely um yeah, there's there's children where in the classroom they're they maybe a bit more reserved, but then as soon as they go outside and step onto that field, um, they sort of step into their own and particularly as well when you listen to when they're in a group, sometimes the ideas they're putting across, um some, some of the kids are like, Oh actually, that's a good idea sort of thing and you kind of maybe then as a teacher you pick that up and start encouraging them as well to maybe say, um, speak up and There's a notion of like a silent leadership almost. Like Mm. um, they they don't really say much, but what they say um, is sort of very impactful. Yeah.
0: Well, why do you think PE is often an afterthought? It can often be an afterthought um, in schools or in classrooms. And what can be done to prioritise it in primary schools? And what are the potential consequences of not doing that?
1: Um, Firstly, I think um, potentially it could be, um, it goes back to PE teachers themselves and think in primary school, teachers sometimes deliver PE lessons themselves. So um, what are their attitudes towards PE? Um, Research, there came out research saying that a lot of NQTs weren't prepared to teach PE um, coming out of their PDCs in primary schools and also... Um, what I, so if they've had a negative attitude in the early experience towards so physical activity or PE and then PGC, they don't really push it or show it. They might only get maybe six, eight hours of uh, teaching it. So in their mind, PE is not really important. So then they go step into their job and they have to teach PE and it's like, well, it's sort of, it's part of my job description, but it's not really. My main aim is say maths and English and stuff, so P sort of is sort of left to the side almost. Um, and then also linked to that is I guess leadership within the school. Um, if senior management, senior teachers are pushing, driving sort of P and making sure that it is always on. It's not getting cancelled for for what reasons or. Um, kids and interventions aren't getting pulled out left right and centre during P lessons. Um so yeah if the management's behind it and pushing it and that can echo through the through the school as well and get, get that buy-in um, for it. So I think um yeah that that's one thing, the priority of it. And then obviously with if there are potential teachers who are into their sports um are they are they given their time to sort of prepare PE properly, look after it? Um, sort of, I remember when I was doing a PE lead, I wasn't really given much extra time for PE. And I was given, a lot of my work was in my own time to develop the P side of the school. And that potentially then has a knock-on effect. Do you want to take that up as a teacher, knowing that PE is such a broad Subject, I think a lot of times it's underestimated how much there is to do in PE um, compared to other subjects that you have to manage in a primary setting. Um, just things just from organising fixtures and all the clubs and stuff and just general and sorting out the PE equipment is a day in itself. <laughs> the I was just, I was <laughs> going to say, the pe covered <laughs> so um yeah i think you really got to have the the backing of the management team and have the support around you um to make sure that is a priority and that that will then echo through to the children as well if if you're depending on your facilities um in the school but if there is raining outside, can you do be inside? Can it be done in the classroom? So it's not just missed off for today because it's raining, say. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely if you have that support and background. And then um, so you mentioned about the consequences, I think, was it? Consequences yeah, so well? it's,
2: uh, yeah, I mean, what are the potential consequences if it's not prioritised, basically, I
1: think. Yeah, so I think what, what could happen is children don't, want to take part in physical activity Mm. and then that that can then lead on through, um, teenage years and into adulthood where they're not, um, taking part in, in any sort of physical activity. So then that has potential health benefit, negative health benefits for them. Um, so I think the aim, well, for me is I want to make sure all children have a positive experience of PE Mm. so that when they leave, they want to do something within within a kind of sport or whether it's running or um, going to yoga or just walking or scootering. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I'd rather, if I had a class of 20, rather 20 kids um, who engaged in physical activity than one, say a kid who's an Olympic athlete and 19 who's sedentary. So I think main aim is that they all try to have a positive experience because um, if they don't, then it could have a negative impact on their future health.
2: Yeah, and that leads me really nicely into the next sort of question, which is how can PE be made more enjoyable and engaging for the children? Um, and how do you see it being used as a tool to foster those social skills and teamwork?
1: Yeah, so um, in terms of enjoyment i think one one question i tend to ask if particularly if you see a child who's not enjoying your p lesson is potentially ask them uh, sort of why why are you not enjoying it sort of mm-hmm. thing um how can how could i make this lesson more fun for them um or what ideas do they have and obviously it's dependent on age some kids when the, the, the child they might not be able to articulate it but if you do have those questions with the children, then opportunity to see how they're thinking. Maybe it's that it's too competitive or they would prefer it slightly like this. And sometimes they do come up with good ideas and you're like, um, yes, that's a good idea. Well, actually we can do that. Um, And also just offered a variety of activities. There's uh, a child in my school, they, Sometimes, well they really enjoy being, say, the referee or the leader or the teacher's assistant. So, sort of let them do that, and then they sort of then take part in the the lesson later on. So, um, let like they always want to say, say, on your marks, get set, go. And once they do that, then they say they're then more relaxed and happy to take part in the lesson. So, it's just finding um, what what works for them really and just sort of listening to them and picking up cues from them and taking it on there and building your curriculum around um what the children want and um sometimes as well like games making it games based so it's a game a lot of children love games and making it fun that way rather than say um drills and line drills all the time, making it a game. Um and particularly for the early years. I find sometimes making it a theme based um so it could be yeah make it a theme based, so related to what what they're watching at home Mm -hmm. so they have that buy-in so like for instance like the new spider-man movie came out do a p lesson around spider-man and all the children oh yeah spider-man um you know what the outcomes and goals are from the lesson (laughs) Um, and what you're trying to bring out through this game of spider-man tag or something but yeah, <laughs> yeah they're yeah, just cool. having fun and enjoying it and learning through that medium of a, of a game.
0: I love that idea as well of giving different children different roles if they're perhaps, you know, I was thinking yeah. like, so what you said, Ben, about some children are less confident and maybe within the space of, the, of, a, of a PE lesson, they might find a different side to themselves or show a different side to themselves and giving them like different roles, perhaps if they are less confident, being a teaching assistant and then gradually t- you know, kind of getting a bit more in charge gives them a chance to show a different side of them or discover even a different side mm. of themselves doesn't it rather than being lost kind of within the within the classroom and within the within the lesson mm. yeah um yeah definitely i wonder this actually is this this question omar is inspired by a quote that I think I, I watched a webinar that you were doing and I and I um, you said this quote, which was, um, some teachers teach content and some teachers teach students. And so the question was, how can PE teachers ensure that they are child-centered in their approach to teaching PE?
1: Yeah, I think um, you see, it goes back, similar to what I was saying before, but it goes back to whatever you see, so you see a lot of P videos on Twitter or social media on YouTube. And then you've got to relate that back to your setting. Um, every game that you sort of pick up, how does it relate to my setting? How does it relate to my children? Um, there's certain activities that you know for certain groups um, that might work in this place, but it might not work with these set of kids. So, yes. Um, the outcome could be, say, learn how to dribble football, but how you, for certain children, how you deliver that could be slightly different. So you've got to picture it for your for your um, your setting and your environment and what works for them, rather than saying, I'm going to do this activity, is exactly how the... Book says, for example, and... It, it, it might probably won't because they've delivered it in a way that they know that matches their children. So you have to sort of maybe slightly adapt it to match your children and your needs for your school. Um, and then we've voted more as well. So people voice, um, getting the opinions of, of children, um, what they what they want to do. So, for example, a lot of the children have said um, they would like say basketball, um for basketball club and talk more basketball so uh, next year we've organised to have a basketball company come in to do after school clubs and stuff so that's listen to the and they want to do more basketball they had to sort of take things like that and so we're looking putting them in, in that into place for them next year on on the back of what what they sort of said and it just
2: I know when I was an NQT um, at the school I was teaching at, we had um, a basically a scheme to follow. Yeah, this is quite a long... It was a big folder with different cards, and you just went, this week, you're on this section. And it just was so uninspiring, and the yeah. expectation was that you just followed these cards and taught the lesson exactly. And it, it literally just set everything out. But as you say, it didn't really resonate with the children. You know, it wasn't what yeah. they were interested in or it wasn't really doing what so you always had to try and adapt it. It was um but that's the thing. When you've got a scheme, it's important to make it relevant for your children.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we have all these sort of schemes of work and I think always it's always like a I see schemes as like a framework mm. or a framework of guidelines rather than um the Bible say you must do yeah it how it says um on the tin sort of thing. So yeah, schemes of work are great, particularly if you're not, say, a confident, um, say, P teacher or don't we have a PE sort of background potentially? Um does give a good starting place to mm-hmm. give. And then I think you've then got to bring in your own, as like you said, your own sort of individuality to it. And, um, yeah, I think that sort of notion of mastery as well, that you have, say, a maths that can come into PE as well. Yeah. And sort of... You don't need to you might not need to rush on to the next mm. next p lesson of say I don't know shooting say if you haven't then not really understanding say dribbling or what have you for example so it's i think with with p e it's you've got opportunity to be a bit open as well and there's no harm in going back and trying it again and things like that um and building it up um over time.
2: And I mean it, it's sort of inspired by the same webinar. Um just to think what other things are important to consider when you're developing a P curriculum. Um, like other thing other things that you need to be flexible with, you feel?
1: Yeah, so um yeah, I guess the the timetabling and timetabling and what have you I think P is a subject where um for instance like when they're on um, they might say oh can we use the whole space at this time so, okay yeah but you're going to have to think on your feet to mm-hmm. come up with a fun activity um for to make it still relevant for the children at that time and also uh, um, in my in my current school in my previous school there's a lot of say um, Muslim children and um, thinking around Ramadan time and say that if it's hot as well outside they don't want to be doing um, activities where they're, obviously they're fasted so you don't really want to be doing too many activities that are going to be debris into their potential health so it's finding lower intensive exercises that can still meet your remit of PE and um, puts their health not at, not at risk um, so I think yeah just being adaptable and thinking about um, what what time of year it is um, and the environment of your children and really thinking um, about how to adapt adapt it. And I think when you're developing a PE curriculum, you've got to look at, uh, yes, what, what are your strengths potentially for, if you are just a PE teacher, what are your strengths for teaching, but also what are the children's needs um, and what opportunities as well, that like if you're offering extra curricular activities, um, do you maybe need to do as much of that in, say, PE or mm-hmm. um, vice versa? Like, what is your aim of PE? Um, I think definitely um, in the context of being from state to private, you see there are potential subtle differences um, where in, in primary, um, it could be the, the class teacher or um, sometimes they have a PE coach coming in for it, but it's very um, whereas say in the private sector, most of the private schools they have say a specialist PE teacher, maybe especially cricket coach, or they have more specialists towards sort of PE and sport. Whereas in the state sector, it might just be a general person per se. So,
0: Omar, I wanted to ask you about parents and families now uh, well. yeah so what role can parents and carers have in encouraging their children and promoting physical education just being physical with their children
1: yeah I think obviously uh, parents and carers are, are massive in in that um just sort of helping the children to um particularly if you've spoken sort of with the parents they can help tr- drive that so um so sort of explaining some of the importance of of being of PE and being active, and just sort of speaking to them about why it's important that you are active, and getting them signing them up for actual critical activities. Um, some kids initially they might not want to go, they might just want to go home. But then when they actually are there, they actually really enjoy it, and um, then want to want to stay. So I think that that is one after giving children an opportunity to to try out new things. Um, not just say "Oh, will send them to a football club or, but put them into lots of different activities and they might find something that they enjoy um, from there, there's lots of range of um, sports and activities children can do so mm. sometimes it might not be the first might not be the second activity you put them in but it could be the third one that you do put them in that you might not they might not like you might not think they like but they actually really do like it and remember it's sort of their their the children's own enjoyment um, and not your own. You might be a lover of, I don't know, rugby, but your kid might might love hockey. So let them play hockey, don't force them into playing rugby, say. Um so yeah, I think that and just sort of as well at home, um if you if they live locally, can you maybe walk to school or go on a scooter to school instead of, say, doing a five-minute drive, can you take that 10-minute walk instead, say? Um, So little things like that where, Mm. and then, yeah, I think just general sort of support of the parents at home, um, sort of that makes sure they've got their PE kit or things like that um, can definitely help um, sort of promoting sort of physical activities. Um, with the school and sort of just celebrating it as well, um, To celebrating it as well, your child, if they've done well or taken part in whatever activity it is, celebrate that the same way you would celebrate them getting an A in maths or passing a timetable sort of thing, celebrate in the same way. Um, and I think I, I read it somewhere as well, it was quite a good a notion of um, sort of say a, a present or a gift um give, give get buy them a, instead of you buy them a present maybe buy them a ball instead mm. instead of buying them I don't know a toy buy them a a ball a tennis ball or whatever to just sort sort of, and that can then promote activities as well
2: yeah definitely
1: and i think i I, mean, I i guess this is locality
2: dependent but what you're saying about the different ranges of activities that children can go for I know in the locality where I am based, the opportunities for children to do lots of different kinds of sports, even sports that possibly aren't the mainstream ones.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it gives the children an opportunity to, to discover those skills that actually oh, I'm really good at this um, and, and being able to take part and, and maybe lead those activities as well and, and get those successes as well, which is really
1: good. No, yeah definitely. I think obviously it is a location based mm. um and facility based and obviously financially as well um comes into it, but I think if you're if you're able to um as a parent give child a wide variety of it, and then linking back to as a sort of teacher it, in the school, are you able to maybe show them different activities that they may not be aware of, and all of a sudden they're like, what's this?" they enjoy it and then suddenly you can maybe tap into outside organization yeah. and they put them onto there as well so i think in school as well we have a, a part to help the parents as well um with that and so offer a wide range of um, opportunities um, whether it's even just a one-day experience of an activity that could be the spark for that mm. for the child that gets them going into a certain activity
0: mm. I was just going to say one of the things you said a little bit earlier in that answer, Emma, was which I really liked was just those really quiet ways that families can help help their child. Just for example, be ready with their kids. Yeah, because it can make such a difference, can't it? And you know, it, it's not always easy at home to do that, but but it but it can make such a difference. And it sounds like a small thing, but actually, if they're ready with their kit for the day at school because they've got mm. PE, it can really help. And it's yeah, really definitely. I
1: think as well with the kid. Way. I think one benefit of COVID as well has been the notion of by like, my school anyway, kids are able to walk into school, they're able to wear their peak into school. So um that has I think helped from what I've seen people taking part as well, because mm-hmm. they're wearing their peak into school. So there's no sort of worry about having to get changed, takes away that element and stigma as well. And then there's no sort of worry, looking around the classroom, oh, where's their sock or where's their top? <laughs> I've got, Johnny's got Alex's top and it's, <laughs> you end up losing PE time. So I think, um, yeah. yeah, definitely right. um, little things like that, I think have definitely helped and sort of moved PE forward um, with it.
2: And trying to prise their feet into plimsolls that are <laughs> two sizes too small. <laughs> um, kind of, this is our last question. Um, this discussion, and it's kind of from uh, what the perception of a PE teacher really, like what it is and stuff, yeah. and how they're portrayed on in the media, not in the media maybe, but in sort of movies and TV shows. You know, the the stereotypical PE teacher. How how can he, he teaches show children that they are more than a sports teacher.
1: Yeah, I, I think um yeah, the notion of oh you, you teach sports, that's all that's all you knew, you're a fitness guru with, with the motivator and just sort of um <laughs> sort of have to go lucky we do sports and go outside and how lucky are you to go work outside? Um that's great, but in the winter you're not <laughs> without really saying that to you. <laughs> but um yeah, I think I think children when you see more, I think luckily in in my role when I was um in the primary as I was a teacher as well, not just a P lead, but you saw now when I'm sort of covering um it's sort of getting involved and um with other subjects, um showing them like maybe your math skills or going to a mass math, math club or what have you and showing your wide-verse knowledge and then also um things like reading a book showing that what books you read and um well yeah for me potentially i'm more of a non-fiction lover rather than say fiction but there are fiction books that i i enjoy as well and it's just sort of sharing that sharing that information across to the children and showing them that yes you do read um i read these books and as well i recently had a history i covered a history lesson and the kids were like oh you know, like, they were surprised I knew so much about this topic. was like, yeah, I, (laughs) I enjoy history. I don't just teach football or cricket or whatever. Um, I, I enjoy all subjects. So I think, um, yeah, letting, showing your diverse knowledge, um, across the board and, um, yeah, book books and just when you sort of just having a general conversation with children, helping them out, um, so for instance, if you're not doing maths but you might see them with a maths problem and you're like oh can i help and you help them with it all of a sudden you're showing them how it is and i think as well being a P teacher um you do there's more to it as well i think sometimes people forget maybe the journey behind how you became a P teacher and um, they just sort of see the the sports side part of it. But um like say if they went say if it was a sports teacher who went to university and they did sports science, say, like for me say sports science, but there's so much math more to it then there wasn't actually that much practical <laughs> as much as people thought. So much more science based. So um just sort of understanding that knowledge that there is an academic side behind the PE as well and rather than just the, the practical side of things. Um, Yeah, yeah.
0: That reminds me, Omar. My my son, who's a bit older now, he he, when he did GCSE, he did PE GCSE, which he really loved.
1: But
0: he hadn't really read the kind of curriculum before. He said, "Oh yeah, I'll do PE GCSE because I really like sports." Yeah. And he did really enjoy doing the GCSE, but it was a surprise to him that. As you've just said at g c s e level there was quite a lot of science yeah. there was quite a lot of um you know theory, and actually not as much as he thought of the kind of practical the yeah. practical side and of course he really actually enjoyed the theory and the, and no, the yeah. of, of the of the kind of body and everything that he had to know about for that. Um, but I do remember him having that conversation about three weeks in with me saying,
1: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
0: yeah. I thought he was going to be outside <laughs> on the football pitch every week, you know.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. so it was
0: a good, It was a good. you know, it was a really, it's a good lesson for him. That was a good lesson yeah. at his age, at whatever age he yeah. was, 15, 16 at the time. But yeah.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Um, that is a Yeah, that's a story I've heard many a time <laughs> yeah. from, even from, yeah, from my, my peer group and things like that growing up. And even when you get to university, you think, oh, yeah, a lot of practical here. And suddenly you write a free father word essay on the theory, <laughs> of, theory of football rather than <laughs> actually getting tested on your football skills. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, well, Irma, that was our last question. So thank you so much for that conversation today. Yeah, it's been you. brilliant to hear all your reflections and thoughts on PE. Thank
1: you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, it's really good to sort of share knowledge and speak with you guys. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you.